Hello, we're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. As always, we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. We've been looking at the seven I am's in the book of John, but God has interrupted us with this. I don't want to get ahead of the church on the radio broadcast, so we're going to take a little bit of a break this week. Lord willing, we'll get back to that next week, and we're going to look at Psalm chapter 34. Now, the superscription on this psalm tells us it was written at the period when fleeing Saul David convinced Amalek to give him and his men the shoe bread and Goliath's sword. He then sought asylum in Gath. Of course, they saw the sword and remembered that he had killed Goliath and they locked him up. He then pretended to be mad and it worked. They threw him out safely back in Israel is at the cave of Adullam is where we believe that he wrote this psalm. And if you want to read and see the background on Psalm 34, you can go to 1 Samuel 21, 1 through 22, 1 to see what was going on during this period. We're going to take off now with the first three verses. In Psalm 34, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The Humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. We see, first of all, the praise and we see the resolution in these first verses that David made. He resolved that from now on he would God no matter what. It takes determination to make such a resolution. We often make New Year's resolutions as the year gets close and by the end of January we have forgotten them we quickly forget them but david here he resolves that he's going to make a resolution god has said all things work together for good to them that love god and are called according to his purpose david knew this and he realized especially after the situation after what he had been through that he is better off to just trust god he'd have been better off to stay and to face saul he had been better off to stay right where he was than to run back to Gath and to end up having to lie and he would have been better off to have been where he was and he's decided he is going to praise God. He was going to trust him. He was determined. He was determined just to trust him. We often forget that God is working all things out. He is working things together for our good. We get into a situation, into a bad place, such as Jacob in Genesis 42, 36, when he said, Joseph is not and Simeon is not and you will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. But remember at that very moment, Joseph was exalted to the right hand of the king of Egypt. God was working all things together for the good of his whole family. Look at verse number three. It says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. David sought to magnify the Lord. Now, as you get older and you start having to pull out the magnifying glass to try to read some fine print or read something small, it makes it bigger so you can see. It makes the resolution bigger, but realize it never makes the item, the article, actually get any bigger. We cannot magnify the Lord and make Him bigger, actually get bigger. You can't make the Lord of the universe, the Lord that created all any bigger, but what do we do? We make the resolution bigger. We make our perception bigger. We can make the world's perception bigger. That's what we need to seek at all times. We need to seek to magnify the Lord in a time whenever the world wants to push God back into a corner. They want to forget about Him. They want to do things on their own. We need to 
get to a place in our lives, in our Christian lives, that we desire to magnify and exalt Him, to build Him up, to lift Him up, so the world sees more of Him. As a church, we want to should have the desire that everybody sees Jesus. As a Christian, our desire should be that everyone sees Jesus in us. It's not about seeing me. It's not about making the church a big name. It's about presenting Jesus to a lost and dying world. We see David's resolution to praise, but let's see his remembrance in verses four through six. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and he saved him out of his troubles. We see the remembrance to praise the Lord in these verses when David was captive he suddenly realized he had been looking at all the wrong places. Goliath's sword could not save him. King Achish certainly would not save him. When he faced Goliath, he confidently said, the same Lord that delivered him from the paw of the bear and the lion will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. He remembered at that point to call on the Lord. He remembered to call on the one that he was praising and the Lord delivered him. There's some argument about whether David was supposed to pretend that he was mad, whether he is supposed to pretend that he had gone insane to escape. But the fact is, it don't really matter because either way, God delivered him. He delivered him out of the hand of King Achish. He delivered him back to safety. And that was the remembrance. But we see the realization in verses 7 through 10, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. He realized that God, he realized two important truths about God. He realized, first of all, God pecks. Paul mentioned the principalities and powers and rulers of world's darkness, wicked spirits in high places. David mentions the heavenly host protecting us here, specifically referencing the angel of the Lord, which means our Lord Jesus, here he is protecting the saint. In the next chapter, if you want to look at that, in chapter 35, we see him pursuing the sinner. This is the only two times he is mentioned this way in the Psalms. David had the realization, he's praising God for the realization that God protects us. We then see in verse number 8 through 10 that God provides for us, 8 through 10, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want in them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. As David was escorted out of Gath, I'm sure it wasn't a pleasant or a kingly exit, but here he is with food and his men. Taste and see the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Taste and see. He comes back and here he is in the cave with his men and he begins to preach a sermon to him. We've seen the praise. Now we're going to look at the preaching in verses 11 through 22. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many good days that he may see Good. David now begins to prepare and instruct his man. He starts off with a sales pitch or an introduction in verses 11, 12 before he begins his sermon. Taste and see the Lord is good. Try him out. Try him out for yourself. He says in verse number 13, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. He says, first, watch your words. David had lied to Abimelech. He had lied in Gath. 
he was now ashamed. He had disgraced himself and he had disgraced his Lord. He's looking back with a guilty conscience. He's looking back with guilt and shame in what he did. And he's warning his men. He's warning us. Watch our words. Once you say something, once you do something, you cannot take it back. In verse number 14, watch your walk. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. David's trouble began when he lied to Abimelech the priest. It led to his murder. Now David has to live with it. They are some places a Christian simply should not go. David is pleading with his men to avoid those. He would have been much better off to trust the Lord and stay and face Saul. We need to remember there's places, there's things that a Christian we should not do. We should watch our works. In verse number 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the worth. God sees what you do. Don't ever forget, God sees what you do. He hears what you say. This is a terrific truth to those who are doing and saying the things that please the Lord and a terrible truth to those who do evil. We need to remember every time, every place, everywhere we're at, the Lord is watching, the Lord is hearing, the Lord is seeing. There's many things you wouldn't do in the presence of the pastor, you wouldn't do in the presence of another Christian, yet you do them while the Lord is there. But the Lord is there, He sees all. We need to watch our works, we need to also watch our witness. Verse number 17, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and deliver them out of their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. David was proof of God's power, and so are all the other faithful saints in the Bible and in church history. I don't have time to tell you all the stories I could about God delivering faithful men and women, but it is proven time and time again, I'm sure, you probably have a person, a, an ancestor, a recent relative, a grandfather, a grandmother, somebody older in the church that you can look back and you see the witness of how God trusted them and he delivered them through hard times. He delivered them through cancer, through a time of drought, through losing a family member. No no telling what it may be, but you've seen how God was faithful in their life and how they trusted him. And we need to we need to remember we may be that for somebody else. As David already said, taste and see, the Lord is good. Taste and see, he's good. He will protect us. He will take care of us. We've seen the praise. We've seen the preaching. But at last of all, we're going to see the plan in verse 21 through 22. David says, evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. David here, he has committed to practice what he preached. And as far as Saul was concerned, he did so. He refused to slave him even as his men urged him to. We know that God has won the victory and we will not be forgotten. We need to make sure that we're faithful, that we're faithful to do what God has said. I heard a heard an illustration this past week about a about a young man that was in a town and he was in a bad accident. His wife was sorely hurt and he he remembered in his mind, he remembered a little little doctor's office in the edge of town with a little faded worn sign and he hurried and rushed his wife over there and he beat on the door and 
so man come out and he said, sir, sir, my wife's been badly hurt. I need you to help her. I need you to save her. And the little man said, he said, son, I've, I've not practiced medicine in five years. I'm, I'm really sorry. That's an old sign. We've never got around to taking it down, but I, I no longer practice medicine. And that young man looked at him and said, sir, the way I see it, you've got two options. You've either got to practice medicine or you've got to take that sign down. I'm here to tell you this morning, you've got two options. You've either got to practice being a Christian. You've either got to live it. You've got to walk it, talk it every day or need to take the sign down. Quit calling yourself a Christian. Quit calling yourself something that you're not. They were first called Christians in Antioch. Why? Because they followed Jesus. We need to follow Jesus. We need to follow his example in love to this world. We need to present the Savior to this lost and dying world. The world's going to hell fast, and it's up to us. It's up to us to be a light, to be a light in a dark world, to lead people to Christ. Are you practicing? Are you practicing what you say you are? Are you living what you say you are? We need to make sure that we make a resolution that we're going to praise him, that we're going to preach the preach the gospel, and we need to plan. We need to plan that we're going to do it until the Lord takes us out of here by rapture or by grave. We need to serve him until the end. God bless.